0: Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Petrina Fava. Good
1: morning, everyone. This is Petrina Fava. Welcome to Messy Adventures in Living on Monday morning, October the 19th. Happy Monday. So, this morning, our show is about um, a story that I listen to often when I was a kid, the fisherman and his wife, Uh, and it's um, about, can you ask for, can you really ask for too much? So, how many of you know this story? Well, first of all, (laughs) okay, it's been a messy morning, so I'm a little bit frazzled, so let me back up. And thank you all for joining me on A to NFM on this Monday morning. Uh, and I would love it if you would join me in our discussion today. Uh, you can call in via Skype, or you can join me in the chat room. So if you would like to call in, the U.S. number is 815-880-255. The Canadian number is 613-800-8736. And in the UK, you can call 033-0001-0625. So, have you ever heard of the tale of the fisherman's wife? Basically, this story is about a greedy woman who um, asks this enchanted fish for more and more and more things until she ends up with nothing in the end. So where, do you believe that asking for too much will leave you with nothing? And is this program running your life? Is it in fact limiting what you can receive? And what's the difference between being grateful for what you have and settling for what you have while also secretly desiring more? So a little bit about how this um Show came to be a while ago. I started to remember that when I was a young child, like young, like probably about seven or eight, I used to listen to this story on a record, like an actual vinyl record <laughs> uh, all alone in my house, in like the corner of a house, I would sit and intently. Listen to this story about the fisherman's wife, and I was really drawn to it and while at the same time, I really remember that it felt wonky to me, and yet I was really drawn to it I mean, I listened to this thing repeatedly over and over and over and over again um and what since I've been using some of the tools of access, and in access we look a lot at the concept of receiving and what is receiving, uh, receiving money, receiving everything, um, not only money, but we really look at this concept of receiving. Um, and so I've been, I was suddenly really aware that I, I suddenly remembered that I was listening to this story a lot when I was a kid. And so I started to wonder how much this got programmed into my brain and where it was limiting my ability to truly receive. So you know what, I'm going to actually start with a story. I'm going to, it's a, it's a a, a extremely long story, but I'm going to just tell it uh, and and try and shorten it so that in case you don't know this story um you can you can hear it and while I tell the story pay attention to your body and pay attention to what comes up for you, what energies come up for you, um, if something feels heavy, if something feels light. And then I would love to hear what has been what was going on for you while you were listening to the story. All right, here it goes. So um, once there was a fisherman who went fishing one day and caught a fish. And when he caught the fish, the fish began to talk. And the fish told the fisherman that he was in fact not really a fish, but an enchanted prince. And he begged the fisherman to let him go. And he said, You know, please let me go back into the water. I won't taste good. I'm not actually a fish. I'm really an enchanted prince that had, you know, a spell put on me, and and now I'm I'm a fish. And so the fisherman um, happily released him and then went back home and told his wife all about what had happened. And when she heard that her husband had caught this enchanted fish, she said, what did you ask him for in return? And the fisherman said, "Well, nothing. I I just released him because, after all, he was not a fish. He was actually an enchanted prince. And what would I what would I do with him?" And the fisherman's wife said, "Wow, you're an idiot. You just caught an enchanted prince, and you threw him back in the water. You should have asked him something in return for giving him back his life. Go back to the water, and call up the fish." The prince, the fish prince, <laughs> and ask him for something. And the fisherman said, "Well, what would I ask him for?" And the the his wife looked around and said, "Well, look at where we're living. We live in this pigsty. We look at we live in this little this little shack. Go and ask him to upgrade us to a cottage." And so the prince, the the fisherman, kind of was a little bit hesitant, um, but he like went back to the water and called the called it the enchanted fish. And said, "Hey, you know, my wife. I really want to be here, but my wife made me come. Can you know? She really would like. Um, we live in this. We live in this little pigsty hut. Can you upgrade us to a cottage in return for me letting you go?" And so the the prince, the the enchanted fish said, "Go home. It's already done." And so the fisherman goes home, and um, he sees that his wife is living in a pretty cottage with a nice garden um, and, you know, some some new furniture. And he says, oh, wow, look at this. This is beautiful. Like, that's awesome. We're set now. Like, our lives have changed. We are now no longer living in a pigsty. We live in a nice, pretty cottage with a nice garden. How cool is this? And so the wife's like, yeah, yeah, it's nice. And (laughs) she was happy for a week or two. And then she said, you know, it would be really nice if um, we lived in the castle, like, this cottage is nice, but the, the the garden is not really big enough. And, you know, we could use some better furniture. Go back to the water and call the prince again and ask him to upgrade us to a cottage. She was being really pushy about it, and the fisherman was kind of hesitant. He was like, I don't really want to. I mean, we live in a cottage. Why do you have a castle? We're, we're good. She's like, no, no, you must go. Go, go. Well, you know, why are you being such a wimp? Go. So he goes back to the water and he notices that the water is a little bit more murky this time, and a little bit more rough. And he calls up the the fish hesitantly and says, "I'm really sorry. Like, it's my wife. She's not. She wants to have a castle." And so the the fish is like, "Okay, fine. Go. It's already done." She has a castle and he goes back and his wife is there and she's living in this gorgeous castle with like marble and glass windows and she has servants and it's beautiful. And he's like, wow, look at us. We live in a castle. This is amazing. This is great. Like we're going to be happy and we're set for life for sure. And the wife's like, yeah, that's awesome. It's fine. And so then a week goes by and she starts to think that – um since she lives in a castle, she says to her husband, I think that, look at all this land. I need to be king. You need to be king. And and, and the the husband, the fisherman's like, I don't want to be king. And she's like, fine, if you don't want to be king, I'll be king. Go back to the fish and ask him to make me king of all this land. And the, the fisherman kind of argues with her a bit, but she's really pushy. And she's like, you need to go. Tell you you need to go. And he goes back to the water, and the water is even darker, more rough, and he calls up the fish really shyly. He's like, I'm really sorry. He's really embarrassed by his wife. I like, my wife, she wants to be king. And the fish is like, it's done. Go home. Your wife is king. And so he goes home, and there's his wife sitting on a throne. She's the ruler of all the land. She has servants and trumpets are playing. And and he says, wow, you're king now. Like, well, there's nothing else to ask for. Like, this is just way beyond our most wildest dreams. This is amazing. Surely there can be nothing more than this. <laughs> and so the wife's like, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. And so a couple of weeks go by, and she decides that she wants to be emperor. And so she makes her husband go back to the fish, and he asks the fish really shyly and quite embarrassed, and the, the waters are quite tumultuous, like, I'm really sorry, my wife. She, no, she's not satisfied with being king. She really wants to be emperor. And the fish says, go. She that It's already done. And he goes back, and she's the emperor. She's got this most beautiful crown full of jewels and long long flowing gowns and tapestries on the wall and all these riches and jewels. And and he's like, wow, like, you are emperor. They're holy, like, surely this is enough. Like, what else could there possibly be besides emperor? And sure enough, in a week or so, the wife decides that she wants to, in fact, be pope. So... She forces her husband to go back to the water and ask her to be Pope. And so he goes back and he's very, you know, really embarrassed. He's like, ah, my wife, she wants to be Pope. And so the fishes go home. She's Pope. So he goes home and there's his wife. She's the Pope and she's the ruler of all the kingdoms. And he's like, this is okay. Like, this is it. You're Pope. Like, there's nothing higher than Pope. And sure enough in a couple of weeks she decides that since she's Pope, she the only thing left is that she can't make the sun and the moon rise and she can't change the weather and she can't command the universe. So she wants him to go back and ask the fish for her to to be God. And the, the fisherman is like basically, Are you nuts? <laughs> like I'm not going to the fish and asking him to make you God. You are the Pope. What more can you possibly want? How can you be God? She's like, no, I want to be able to command the sun and the moon to rise. Go back to the fish and ask him to make me God. And so he goes, really scared now. The water's like really rough and black and he asks the fish to make his wife God. And He goes, the fish says, go back to your home, your wife is God. And so the fisherman goes home, and there's a couple different variations on the story, but essentially the fisherman goes home, and the wife is sitting in the pigsty again. So just curious to know what came up for you as I told that story um, of the, the fisherman and his wife. And as the wife is asking for more and more and more and more, and eventually she asks to be God and then she has nothing. So like I said, um, there's a couple of different versions. Some of them she does not ask to be God, but she basically asks to be the ruler of the universe, which I guess in some senses is God. But what I got from that story as I was growing up was that if you ask for too much and you're too greedy then you will end up with nothing. And so I saw where, so this coupled with um, growing up, my parents divorced when I was seven. My mom was a single mom. Um, We were really blessed to live with my grandparents. And so I didn't lack for anything for sure, but there was always this kind of pervading sense of like, we're not rich. We have to be careful with our money. We don't have a lot of money. So I'm going to leave that with you to kind of simmer as we go to break. Um, You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living on AtoZen.fm with myself, Petrina Fava. And when we return, we'll continue our conversation about the fisherman and his wife and the energy of that story and how maybe that's limiting what you're asking for in your life. Stay tuned.
0: Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices?
2: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
0: You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S., 815-880-8255, in Canada, 613-800-8736. 613-800-8736. In the UK 33 one 625 Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at patrinafava.com. Now, here's Patrina with more messy adventures.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living on A to Zen. with myself, Katrina Sava. So just before the break, um, we were—I was uh, telling the story of the fisherman and his wife. I think um, sometimes the, the story is also known as the fish and the flounder. Um, and basically, if you've just joined us, the the story is about a fisherman and his wife who live in this tiny little pigsty hut. Uh, and the fisherman goes fishing one day and catches a fish who who begins to talk and tells the fisherman that he is, in fact, an enchanted prince. Uh, and so he goes home and tells his wife what happened. And his wife basically tells him he's an idiot for not asking for anything um, of this fish who surely owes him something because he saved his life by throwing him back in the water. And then um, so she asks the fish to be upgraded to a, a cottage and then that That happens, and then she asks to be great castle, and then that happens, and then a few weeks later she asks to be king, and then she's king, and then she asks to be um emperor, and then she becomes emperor, and then she becomes pope, and then he she continues to ask for more and more and more until finally she asks to be god and and by the way, she's not asking the fish; she's sending her husband back to the water <laughs> um and so she asks to be God, and then when she asks to be God when the fisherman goes back home again, she's back in her little hut. So um, if you would like to join in in our conversation, I would love to hear um, if anything came up for you while you were listening to the story, or even if you heard the story when you were a kid, and what what kinds of things um, you began to believe while listening to the story of the fisherman and his wife. So if you would like to call in, the number in the U.S. is 815-880-8255 or um, in Canada, 613-800-8736 and in the U.K., 033-0001-0625. If you are not interested in calling and you'd like to just chat with us in the chat room, if you go to adazen.fm on the homepage, on the top row, there's a little tab called chat room. You can just log in there. Um, with your name or even a fake name, if you like. So let's talk about some stuff. Um, yeah, so some people in the chat room are just um, talking a little bit about what came up for them uh, as they were listening to the story. Uh, so, yeah, Rio actually was saying it's amazing how many books and stories and fables are written to keep us in our place and content to not build anything or create more. Sure. I mean, if you look at many of the stories that we heard as children, um, many of them had a quote-unquote lesson. And so, you know, I wonder how much those lessons were just people's points of view. And, you know, yeah, how many of those lessons were meant to keep us in our place? Um, Some of them, I mean, if I think about like the Cinderella type stories, I'm not sure. You know, they're a little bit about different But still, like, this story in particular is really about um, keeping you from asking for too much and keeping you from creating more. Um, uh, What else is going on in the chat room here? Yeah, um, so someone is saying, I wonder if she were grateful for anything she received and what would have changed in the story. Yeah, absolutely. So for sure. Um something that I was well aware of, even as a child, was the energy of the way the story is told from a place of like the the wife was extremely pushy and dominant and um dominant in a in a in a like in a pushy but scared way because she was never going to the water to act right she was always pushing her husband around and and like yelling at him. To go to the water, and the the and if you can perceive the energy of the the fishermen, very like I would say, I want to say humble, but it's not exactly humble. It's more like meek and afraid and small. And so here is this woman who's this big bossy, um, you know, greedy woman not going directly to the water and, and meeting the prince herself and asking for things herself, but actually like forcing her husband to go to the water and asking for more and more and more. And never was there any sense of gratitude from her. Um, you know, the husband would, would go back the fisherman would go back and say, Wow, like look at what you have a pretty cottage now. Surely they're you know, surely you, you were gonna be happy and she was like, meh <laughs> um, you know she kind of enjoyed it for a little while and then she just she decided that she needed something better and no sense of gratitude really in that story coming from the, the fisherman's wife at all and which actually um, just yesterday I happened to see a quote from Gary Douglas who's the founder of Access Consciousness um, that said if you don't have gratitude you cannot receive you cannot truly receive if you don't have gratitude. So it's kind of interesting. I think that fits the story. Um, was she actually receiving what was being given to her? Um, it doesn't feel like it. If you tap into the energy of it, it's, it's kind of like she was not truly receiving. It was almost like she was kind of like, yeah, I deserve. Right? Like, did you perceive that energy of um, the fish owes us? Uh, initially, when when he comes home to tell her um, that that he released this enchanted fish, her reaction is actually, "Are you stupid? You let him go without asking for anything." Uh, um, you know, you you saved his life, like he he owes you. So, and is is that truly receiving? When you think that somebody owes you, and that you should have it, and that you. Um, you know, this person is indebted to you. Um, I think around the whole being grateful thing is also for me, anyways. Uh, I was I was really really taught to be grateful as a kid. My mom always, uh, again, because my mom was a single mom and uh, you know she worked really hard. She worked two jobs at one time, and I think maybe even more than two. <laughs> and um, you know, we were lucky enough to live with my grandparents, and they gave us you Know a lot of assistance and, and a place to stay, and so my mom really taught me to be grateful, um, which is amazing. And I'm and I'm grateful for my mom to teach me to be grateful. Um, but there was, and there was also this sense of be happy with what you have, and that that's what being grateful is. So I don't You know, perhaps I misinterpreted it, also listening to the story continuously, which I find hilarious that I would listen to the story over and over and over again. I wonder what that was. Um, But I I began to associate being grateful with not asking for more. Yeah, Eleanor in the chat room is saying, same here. I, I completely equated being grateful with shut up and don't ask for anything else. Um, because then if you do, you're going to be greedy and you're going to end up with nothing. Yeah, okay. So that. So I'm going to uh, clear the energy on that. So um, every, everything that is, everywhere we've decided that being grateful equals not asking for more. Will we all please destroy and create all of that? Times a gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine, short, poison, beyond. So if you're listening and you're not familiar with the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement, That's what those mumbo-jumbo words were that you just heard. Um, I am not going to get into a big explanation about it. You can go to uh, www.theclearingstatement.com, and it will uh, tell you exactly what all of that means. It's basically just a short form of clearing stuff that's underneath um, an energy. So we were talking about um, associating being grateful and not asking for more, And, and as you were having a conversation the energy of that build, and then um, when I ask, would you be willing to destroy and uncreate it? It's kind of like asking, would you like to get rid of it? Um, and then the clearing statement is right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all night short, boys and beyond, and it clears the energy and allows you to kind of flush the toilet and, and get rid of that for good. Uh, Theclearingstatement.com. Yeah, so associating, being grateful for not asking Associating being grateful with not asking for more. And so, how often did you just stop asking because you decided that how you were living was good enough? Um, I did for sure. And it's not to say that I'm not, I was not grateful for what I had, but what if you could be grateful and continue to receive? You know, and what if receiving actually. You know, I, I kind of see it as this this continuum of gifting and uh, sorry, receiving and asking and receiving and asking and receiving and being grateful for what you receive. Um, if you know the quote from Gary that I just read is, "If you don't have gratitude, then you can't receive." But I also wonder if you if you can't receive, can you truly have gratitude? It's interesting, right, when you play with it, like how those things really go together. And so um so what were some of the other um energies that were coming up when we were listening to the story? Uh, um I was getting a lot of um the, the the message behind that story was that money can't buy you happiness. That was the other message that I was um kind of buying from that story uh she you know she lived in a small little pigsty and okay you know yeah here here it is the energy of it is coming up it's like okay she lives in this little pigsty and then she has a cottage so okay you know living in a pigsty is not good like nobody wants to live in a pigsty we should all kind of upgrade um and then then she has a cottage and then that should have been good enough. Like, come on, you have a cottage, you have a you have a nice little garden, like, that's enough. That's enough to live. The pigsty was not. We all get how she wouldn't want to live in a pigsty because, you know, of course, that's awful. But then, you know, once you got upgraded to a cottage, then you should have been good there. So uh, let's, uh, let's take a break on that note and um, let that simmer some more and see what else is coming up for you while we go to break. So you're listening to The Adventures in Living on Adazen.fm with myself, Katrina Fava. And when we return, we'll continue our conversation about um, being grateful with what you have and
0: having just enough. Stay tuned. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices, so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices?
2: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
0: You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call... In the US, 815 880 8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the UK, 33 one 625 Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Messy Adventures and Living
1: on Adazen.fm with Patrina Fava. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about, um, well, if you're just joining us, we were basically talking about a, a, an old. Um, fable or fairy tale story that I used to listen to when I was um, quite young and called The Fisherman and His Wife about a, um, a fisherman who catches a fish who ends up being enchanted prince and his wife um, keeps making him go go back and ask him to grant her all of these wishes and basically she wants you know more and more and more and more and eventually she asks to be a, a king living in this beautiful castle and then from king she becomes emperor and then from emperor she becomes Pope, and then eventually she has to be God, and, and then she has nothing. And so we're talking about the energy of the story and the quote-unquote lesson that um, was meant to be um, um, passed along through the story of if you ask for too much, then you get nothing at the end, and if you're greedy, you get nothing, you should be happy with what you have. So, um, I was just looking at how, um, you know, once she was upgraded from pigsty to cottage, (laughs) for me, the energy was like, okay, okay, stop there. Um, You know, surely having a cottage is nice and comfortable. There's no suffering involved in the cottage, right? Whereas, like, the pigsty, maybe there was some suffering involved there because it's gross and dirty and, you know... Possibly has a lot of infectious areas. <laughs> and then, you know, cottage is like nice and clean, and you have a garden, and it would be very easy to live in a nice, neat cottage. And so you should be happy with that. And again, like this, this is an energy that is, has pervaded my life. I don't know about you guys, um, but just like to be happy with what you have, to be happy with just enough. Um, we used to, we used to, my mom used to say, um, if my mom is listening, I love you, mom. Um, <laughs> my mom used to say, um, oh, it's gone. She used to say, oh, I don't need to be rich. I just want to be okay. Like, I just want to be, con- con- I just want to have enough to get, like, not get by, but comfortable. Sorry there, that's the word. Um you know, she would always say, like, I don't need to have anything fancy. I just want to have enough to be comfortable. And I know that my mom was really grateful for everything that she had in her life because it would have been really easy for us to be out on the street. Um, my dad kind of left us high and dry, um, and you know, my grandparents took us in. And thank goodness, because we, you know, um, I think in my mom's eyes, you know, if she would have, she could have easily been on the street. though so she was really, really grateful for what she had, and and oh, so oh, there it is. So also, my she used to tell me a lot. I don't have a lot of memories of my dad, but she used to tell me a lot that my father, um, I guess, used to kind of like money, or he had a business, and and oh, I remember that she told me that um, he used to come home. He he was um he he had a a hair hairdress- a hairdressing salon. He was a barber. Um, and he used to come home with like lots of money out of his pocket, um, like cash from the day. And, and there's kind of this energy of like how he wanted more and he, he wanted to always have more, always have more. And there was this huge negative connotation, like, um, he wasn't happy with what we had. And so he wanted more, wanted more, wanted more. And I don't know if this is what my mom necessarily was saying, but this is for sure how I interpreted it, um. And then, you know, look, he ended up with nothing because then uh, he, you know, he ended up having some kind of like some kind of mental breakdown. And and then my parents split up and he um, didn't really see us as kids anymore. And so he sort of, you know, quote unquote, lost his family. Oh, wow. (laughs) I didn't know I was going to go there today, but hey. (laughs) And, and so, yeah, so that's kind of what what was happening in my world where my mom was like, let's just be grateful for what we have. Look at what happened with your father where he was like really wanting more, really wanting more, asking for more. He wanted to be like the big shot. And now look at him. He has nothing. So well, I'm just going to clear that
3: because
1: I don't know if anybody else has that going on. Like a big load of crap coming up for me around that. So everything that is, and every, everywhere you looked at people and decided that they wanted, that because they wanted to have more and they wanted to be like others and they wanted to be big show-offs and um, everywhere you saw that and actually where well, the truth of that. Uh, so, you know, the truth of not, in being in the space of true gratitude, but actually wanting wealth as a way to compete with others, and then deciding that that's not what you wanted to do because that was wrong. Can we please destroy and create all of that? Times like a gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, park, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Wow, yeah. So um, Eleanor in the chat room is saying a big part of me still wants to only be comfortable. Yeah. So what is, what is that? You know, what do you, what's the value of only being comfortable? Um, you know, what what will happen, what disastrous thing will happen if you push past comfortable? You know, there's something so easy and comfortable. Um, and then, you know, is there so much unknown, is it that there's so much unknown past what you're comfortable with, and I mean, this is not I, this is not only about yeah security, Eleanor is saying exactly. Um, it's not just about riches. It's also about you know kind of living in your comfort zone. Um, it it you know it there's security in it. Um, yeah, and actually thank you for saying that word security, Eleanor, because actually when I think of um, uh, being comfortable. When I I look at my mom, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I know my mom listens to my radio shows, and I always use her as an example. But hey, she, <laughs> my mom's like the biggest person in my life. So you know you're gonna be you're gonna be used as an example all the time, mom. <laughs> so my mom talked about security a lot, right, in her job. So she um she. <laughs> She got a, a great job with the city of Toronto here, uh, like a municipal job with great um, benefits and a pension and a great pay and a lot of security, right? Like it's a city job. It's not easy to lose your city job. And so, um, you know, just something that she really values because she knew that um, having the security would provide for her children. And she wanted to make sure, I think, that her children were always provided for and so, you know, she was she was happy with having something that was gonna provide her with security um and gonna provide her with a steady income and, and a um a really great pension when she retires, which it actually has, and I'm grateful because she's she's got um she's got um you know a nice a great a great home. She travels, she has a nice uh, you know, amount of money in the bank for her to retire on. Um, she's great. She's retiring this year as a matter of fact, and you know, hopefully she's gonna go out there and travel the world and really enjoy her life. Um but yeah, this sense of security and comfort and and it's not wrong, but what's beyond that and you know, what more could we create if we push past what's comfortable and what's secure? You know, could we create more and could we invite others to do the same? Uh so I think we have a caller is that correct Riola? in the in the green room Is that someone with a question I'm not sure Okay <laughs> Okay they're on hold Awesome awesome <laughs> Okay This is my first actual caller so I'm not sure what to do with this <laughs> caller are you there is it? Okay, I'm going to keep talking.
3: and Hello? Then you can. can you oh, me, hi there. Uh-huh.
1: Yes, I can hear you. Oh, hi.
3: good, good, good. Is this Eleanor? It is. Good morning and congratulations uh-huh. on your new show, Katrina. Well, thank
1: you very much, Eleanor. It's nice yeah, it's wonderful.
3: You. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> a few mm-hmm. things were pop- yeah a few things were popping up for me um when you were talking about receiving being grateful and receiving and going back a little but it it does tie in uh, i've noticed in my life recently i work in the restaurant business and um <clears throat> i get t- i get paid through tips and my money has become huge in the last while using the access tools and there's been changes, additions to, you know, the restaurant. You know, we've built a rooftop uh, restaurant, and everything has just exploded. And every night is a great oh. night. And I've noticed with my receiving that when I worked on this this past Saturday night, I made the most money in the 28 years I've been doing it in one night and I noticed when I was receiving the money, there was this energy of it wasn't verbal it, it was kind of an energetic uh, an energy inside saying, "This is too much." Like talking about being comfortable, there's still a big part of me that wants to just stay in the, in the comfort level of money. When I get way past, and I went way past all of what I've ever made, when I counted, I was like, you know, it it took my breath away and had me questioning if this is how my body or energy is reacting to receiving that huge amount of money, and I'm asking for bigger things, how on earth am I going to, you know, receive that if this (laughs) is what's happening now? Yeah. What is this? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: what is that? What is that? What's behind that for you? Like, is there something that um that you could like? What's popping up into your awareness around where did you buy the lie that there is such a thing as too
3: much? It's a. F- it's like anything beyond the f- familiar amount of receiving, becomes very foreign and scare. There's a fear in there too. No, know that's excitement, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, so
1: often fear and excitement feel the same. So, truth is yeah. fear or excitement?
3: Excitement! <laughs> I that. Yeah. excitement. Cool.
1: Yeah. Great. So, then, so, you know, what energy, space, and consciousness can you be to expand even further, like to expand further, to expand your receiving even further beyond your comfort yeah. zone? Yeah, and everything that doesn't allow that will you destroy in a career at all. Yeah. Like right, good, bad, pod, talk, online, it, boys, and beyond. Yeah. Cool. And, yeah, and just that whole thing of um, gratitude and receiving, uh, I actually, I, I when I was in university, I was um, fortunate enough to be able to work all summer and pay my, my university, um, all my university fees. I never had to take out a loan or anything like that. And my grandfather, um, one day, my, my grandfather was this really quiet, quiet man and, like, kind of humble and didn't talk a lot and, you know, went through, was in World War Two and stuff. And, and he was, like, the cornerstone of our family. And, you know, he worked a, a factory job and had, you know, enough money to help us all along and one day he just randomly gave me like this I don't know how much a thousand dollars or something cashed and he said you know I'm really proud of you (laughs) the energy on that oh my goodness I'm really proud (laughs) of you here's this money (laughs) can you perceive that I'm like already in tears um this is for you but this is a man who like like I said was really quiet and like you know, I, we didn't talk a lot. I knew he loved me, but we didn't talk a lot. And I actually said no. And and it was this energy of like, it's it's okay, I don't need it. And and I and I and I don't know if it got misinterpreted. I think like the next day, my grandmother was like, you know, you really hurt his feelings. And I was taken back, and I was like, oh, I didn't mean to. But there was this energy of like, I'm okay. I, I paid for my university, like I know that I know that we're all struggling. Like I think there was this pervading sense of like our family was kind of like kind of struggling.
3: Right. And so well. it
1: was like, don't worry, you don't have to do that. I'm okay.
3: But mm.
1: you know, when but the what I learned from that was that you know, like when you don't receive how you just cut the energy of that, the energy of not receiving something that wants to give to you. And he just so wanted to give to me. So like, you know, how much does the universe want to give to us? And so then when we come up, when we come up to these, these blocks, like these, um, this heaviness, like kind of what you're describing is like, Oh my God, it's too much. Yes. You know, can the universe continue to give, can the universe actually continue to give to us? So, you know, it, it's like, instead of this energy of, I'm grateful, but I'm okay, it's like, you know, what if you could be, I'm grateful, and what else? Because where yeah. who says that there's a limited amount of abundance in the universe?
3: Oh, so I'm putting a limitation on the abundance.
1: Yeah, so are you? Is there, is there somewhere yes, in the universe? <laughs> well, that's
3: yeah, cute. I'm asking the two... <laughs> Katrina, the tools are working. The tools of active <laughs> consciousness are working hugely in my favor. And I'm putting the limitations because, I, I, you know what it is? It's me catching up, going way beyond the comfort, way beyond familiarity, way beyond it of who does this belong to, which is, you know, my family, people around me, the environment, the time I grew up in, because there was ah. a lot of struggle. Mm, it's going so way are beyond of? that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So are, is well, it possible that you're perceiving, are you perceiving other people's discomfort with you receiving lots and lots and lots?
3: There is a little heaviness of, uh, and I, I do say, who does this belong to? And it does, you know, even as I'm saying it now, it's shifting. 'Cause I can it's almost like I can hear who do you think you are, you know, which goes into something go. <laughs> else. Yeah.
1: yeah, so everywhere <laughs> yes. So yeah. Uh, and again it is it, I mean for me it's this energy of showing off. Like the um again this is You know what it is? That, uh, you
3: know what I'm hearing, uh-huh. Katrina? Yes. I'm so. hearing big shots. Oh you're yes. a big oh my goodness. shot. Now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that, again, like, that's something that was big in my world, too. We had um, relatives who had lost the money, and my family would be like, D- we actually had a relative who we nicknamed the big shot.
3: was <laughs> it nickname.
1: <make> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he had money. And you know what, like, I mean, and what, you know, what was my mother aware of? Because is it possible to have money and just be a big show-off, right? And yeah. it's different from having money and having generosity of spirit. And you know, changing the world with your money.
3: Yeah.
1: So, you know, everywhere you have decided you don't want to be a big shot,
3: <laughs>
1: everywhere you, uh, you know, so would you be willing to be that greedy big shot?
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's everything, still a little everything. sticky there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's I, because another so part of that. thing.
3: I am because there was a one moment when I was working and the hostess said to me I have another party of 10 and you know I already had a lot and you know I've been doing this a long time she yeah. said can you take this and there was this second you know where I thought maybe I shouldn't and then I thought of just say yes you know I say yes to everything in my life you know which opens yeah. up my allowance and I said yes and then, as soon as I said yes, I said, "Are you being greedy?" That voice came in.
1: Yeah. So, whose voice is that? Yours or somebody else's?
3: I don't. It's <laughs> voice it of many. It's voice of many. In yeah, the sure. Yeah.
1: Because think about how many people in the in the world have that point of view. You know, how many people look around and think, oh, look at all yeah. these big... It's a huge point of view about money, that if yeah. you have money, you're just a big, big shot. And, yeah. you know, how many people... And, and again, like, it is an interesting point of view. And also there's some awareness there because how many people have money and, you know, are using it to show off or are using it um, in, in a greedy way? And is that different than having money and creating... Something different in the world, creating change, having generosity of spirit, you know, changing yes. someone's universe by giving yeah. them, you know, a two hundred dollar tip. Yeah, right. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Cool.
1: Yeah, Ooh, and so everywhere you're not, not, everywhere you're not on. acknowledging, everywhere you're not acknowledging, um, you know, where you have generosity of spirit, and where you're not, as opposed to the show off energy. Can you will you destroy and create all that? Yes. Yeah, very long because I popped up on that judge but yeah. yeah, really cool.
3: Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much, Katrina. <laughs> that was you know, for me it's you know, and I've realized you know, with awareness also, it's having allowance for being a greedy bitch.
1: Right. So because the idea that's what is, it that, is,
3: for having allowance yeah. for all of that, you know? All of that. Yeah. And for all the who does this, this belong to and the many people who you know have thoughts about being a greedy bitch, to have allowance for all of that,
1: right? Yeah. So you know the idea of whatever you resist persists. So when, if you're resisting being a greedy bitch, then you know what's going to show up more and more for you. But if you would be willing, if you would be willing to be the greedy bitch, it doesn't mean yes. you have to choose it. It does yes. not mean you yes. have to choose it. It's just the willingness to be it. Right? And is that that energy? Yes. Yeah. But would you be willing to be the energy and then choose? And then choose to be generous with your money and be a benevolent leader and have generosity of spirit. Um, Yeah. You know, but but also with the willingness to be the greedy bitch if you want to.
3: (laughs) Yes. Everything feels so lighter now. Thank you so much, Petrina. You're very welcome. This has helped me. I just feel myself expanding. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yeah. so what more can you receive? What more can I receive? That's a great question. Thank you. And
1: you know what? I just wanted to um, top that. I read a a quote yesterday from Shannon O'Hara that said, whenever somebody receives, everyone has more. And so that speaks to that idea that we actually think that there's a limited amount of abundance and that if we receive, we're taking away from someone else, which is kind of like the story with my grandfather, um, where I was, I thought I would be taking away, but what if whenever somebody receives, everybody has more? Great. Oh, wow, cute. we're at the end of our show. How did this happen? <laughs> so, um, I'm so grateful that you called in, um, Eleanor. It's so much fun
3: to to play. Beautiful, beautiful, Katrina. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. So, um, you guys can find me at www.patrinaflava.com
0: called thanks for listening to messy adventures in living thanks week. for playing with us on messy adventures in living Katrina fava will return next monday at 9 a.m eastern standard time 8 a.m central 7 a.m mountain and 6 a.m pacific on a2zen.fm we'd love to have you join us again until then have fun creating your phenomenal life mess and all